Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Angelscapes with host Nancy Smith, your direct connection to finding your soul's power and wisdom. Join Nancy, Akashic Medium, in this interactive show to explore tools and steps you can take to create peace, calm, and confidence in your life. So now, please welcome the host of Angelscapes, Nancy Smith. And hello, this is Angelscapes, and I'm your host, Nancy Smith. And I'm here to share with you the spiritual, soul-powered journey that I'm on. And let me show you the path you can take to access the power of your soul. And you can build a fulfilling partnership with your soul. You can connect to a higher power. And you can discover how you are so incredibly powerful as you remember who you are. And um, these, these shows were designed to show you how to do that. So today what I wanted to talk about was Soulful Prayer for Change. I've been um, weighing this out for, oh gosh, several weeks on um, talking about prayer and the importance of prayer. And so I've been watching myself, as I always do, how do I prayer? How do I prayer? How do I pray? How do I ask for what I need? How do I change a mindset when I'm kind of stuck in a whole ball of yuck? And it's through prayer. And prayer and meditation are the gateways to spiritual connection to that higher power. You could say that prayer is asking and meditation is receiving, waiting for the answer. So we um, can stay in prayer, but at some point we need to leave the prayer and we have to be in a receptive state. So I, what spurred me on to talk about this was I was reading for a woman. Um, it's like one of my fair specials, 15 minutes. I don't usually do 15 minute readings because what could you do in 15 minutes? But she, um, so all she could afford was this special 15 minute. And when she came to me, um, she she was getting hit from every end. She's a single mom. She's lost her job for the second time since COVID. Um, she, her health had fallen out. She now needed surgery. She wasn't getting, um, she was having money problems. Child support was, you know, there were big problems with that. And, and she was just at her wit's end. And as I thought, what am I going to say for 15, in 15 minutes that's going to help this really give this woman the help she needs? And I heard from Spirit say, ask her if she prays. And I kind of rolled my eyes and I said to Spirit, 
what do you mean, ask her if she prays? I'm sure she does. No, they just ask her if she prays. And I asked her, I said, do you pray? And you, if you could hear an eye roll, because it was a phone reading, I heard the eye roll. And she said, well, of course I do. And this is the answer that I have, this mess of my life. And I said, ah, I get what's going on now here. And um, so we talked uh, very, we talked about her situation and um, where the things were going and whatever intuitive stuff that spirit was sending to me. But I really spent what spirit really wanted me to do was teach her how to pray. And by the end of the session, I had to talk fast. um, There was a shift in her mindset, a shift in her attitude. And I really hope that I, I gave her what she needed and she just wasn't aggravated. But let me talk to you about what I said and what I did, because this is what I do. This is this is what makes me tick. And this is what gets me through some of the worst things in my life ever. And I learned how to do it over a long period of time. So so let me just start and talk to you about how I see prayer and how I see prayer work in our lives. Like I started out to say to you, prayer is the question. Prayer is the request. And and there's a lots of different kinds of prayers. There's a prayer of, I need help with this. There's a prayer of despair. I think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he's praying to God, to his father, saying, please take this cup from me. I just can't do it. I don't know if I can do it. It's too much. And, um, of course, we all know the answer to that prayer was, you will continue to do this. But somehow, he found a way to come um, into peace about this. He knew what was in front of him, and he had to find a place to accept it. And sometimes prayer is a way for us to learn to accept something that is and change our mindset about it and move forward. Sometimes prayer is about we need to um, bring something into our life or manifest or create something that we just aren't quite sure how to do it. And we're asking for help in that. Sometimes prayer is for another person where we find um, our loved one or somebody we care about or, or we are working on a prayer list and we bring prayer continuously um, to people who are ill and suffering. Those are all very valid, very beautiful ways of praying. And I have this, um, I'm going to refer you to this author, Larry Dossey, MD. He was on the New York Times bestseller, and his um, book is called Healing Words, The Power of Prayer and the Practice of Medicine. And um, he wrote, I'm just going to just tell you, paraphrase what he wrote in his preface. He, he says he was astonished. He had begun his search believing that he would, uh, his search for how prayer works and the benefit of prayer, and he thought he wouldn't, wasn't going to find that much. So after all, scientific proof for the healing effects of prayer um, probably didn't exist, and, and if it did, it would be common knowledge among scientifically trained physicians. If something was going to work, they were going to know. And he came to realize the truth of what many historians of science have described as a body of knowledge that does not fit with the prevailing ideas can be ignored as if it does not exist, no matter how scientifically valid it may be. So scientists, including physicians, can have blind spots in their visions. And the power of prayer seemed like, as he was doing his research, was one of them. And if you could ever get pick up this book um, and, and take a, a good read, it's a kind of a scientific um, study of the power of prayer. And I like to throw those things in once once in a while. But I know in my life, I, hex, I have experienced tremendous inner growth in in my in prayer and i have also seen how my prayer has helped other people when i can't reach them when i can't talk to them or i can't even be with them and i can really get into that power of that prayer so let's talk about what that means the power of the prayer 
So prayers can take many forms. They can be ritualistic and prescribed by religious doctrine. In any religion, there's there's specific prayers that have been written. Uh, the Buddhists have beautiful mantras. Hindus do. Um, I was raised Catholic. You can have, you know, we had during the church, we, we would just pound our chest and say, Lord, Lord, you know, take this, you know, whatever. I forget the prayer. It's been a while. Um, but we ask for higher power. We hope to be cleared, to be forgiven, and that our higher power has resources that we do not. And then there's like a lot of unconscious utterings of, oh, my God. And it may be reactionary, but there's still prayers. They're still reaching out from yourself to a higher power that says, oh, I don't have this one. Do you have me? Um, my mom made it a point to teach us prayers. It was the oldest of nine Catholic family, very strict. She was devout. I can't say it. we were devout, but we sure did hang in there with what she told us to do. So we learned our nighttime prayers, and we learned the Hail Mary and the Our Father. And we learned the rosary, and we learned to really put ourselves um, in front of God as um, sinning, little sinners that need to be forgiven. And the most popular prayer, prevalent prayer in my family was when my mom was really in the corner she was up against the wall and um she just wanted her whole team to work and it kind of, her prayer went like this jesus mary and joseph god almighty those kids and we would freeze that prayer worked because we were waiting for the wrath of god in the form of our mother to come forward to us and we just behaved when she said that prayer and i feel that um she taught me a lot doing that. When I need something to freeze, stop. So um, the key to prayer is to understand and consciously remember that these words we are saying are connecting us to a higher consciousness. Prayer creates a bridge and a connection through which uh, we become one with God. We become one with our higher power. It's a link to the creator's consciousness. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that when I come back from this um, break. So you can access more information about uh, prayer, the Akashic Records, and accessing your soul through prayer in my book, Divine Love Affair and Akashic Journey. And uh, we are on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Angelscapes, and I'm your host, Nancy Smith. Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkatie.com. If you seek a courageous advocate, prepare to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations, Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. 
As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration, plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back. You are listening to Angelscapes with Nancy Smith on BBM Global Network, also on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And I have a plenty of podcasts on iHeartRadio under Angelscape, so give a listen. And if you want to re-listen to anything that um, any show that I've had, they're up there. So we're going to um, take calls around 8.30. If you have some questions or want a spot reading, I am looking forward to hearing from you. And I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on prayer. You can call in at 866-451-1451-866-451-1451. So we'll be talking about prayer. Um, and prayer can um, be about setting an intention and asking for assistance in reaching it. And prayers can be reminders to yourself to make a higher connection before you do whatever you're about to do. And um, you often in sports see, see um, each team will say a prayer. Sometimes you'll see a team member saying a prayer. I always wondered if, if, if the, the, each one on the opposing team were saying a prayer was it canceling each other out? But no, it wasn't. Well, we, we might talk about that a little bit. Um, the re- repetitive ritual of prayer can be comforting, very, very comforting. Like saying the mantras over and over again, the mandala um, mantras over again on those beads, the prayer beads, and then saying the rosaries on the prayer beads are very comforting. And it can also calm your mind and bring you into a new mindset. But as you calm your mind, you're also blending into with a higher power. So the calming of the mind um, has has many levels, layers to it. This type of prayer can um, keep our attitudes and our thoughts positive and faithful, reminding us that a higher power is here to help us. That's the, guy, the idea with prayer is I am no longer alone. I am reaching out to another source, another. So prayer is very personal. And I want to talk to you about prayer, not as it is in any particular re- religion our discipline. I want to talk to you about prayer from a very personal point of view. It, you don't have to believe in anything in spe- anything in particular or anything specific to be heard by your higher power, to re- heard, be heard from source, or to connect with source. You don't have to. It's I, I'm telling you right now. That's that's how I've been experiencing it inside and outside of different religious um, disciplines. Prayer works all the all in all the places. Prayer can um, also limit you depending on how you use it, and, and prayer can also expand you depending on where you are mentally, emotionally, and psychologically, and spiritually. So there's about seven things to consider when you're entering into prayer with a higher power source. And I, I don't think you have to think about all these seven things before you say a prayer, but I just, while you're listening to me and while you're thinking about praying, um, just consider these these points. So Expand your prayer to include divine love that is waiting to hear from you. And as you say your prayer, know that there is a loving being that has been waiting for you to talk to him or her. So your prayer is meeting a very um, welcome and opened place. Where have you been is kind of how I feel sometimes when I finally sit down and pray. 
or something that's breaking my heart. And then I'll hear from my guides or from source saying, well, we've been waiting for you to speak up about that one and we're here to help you. A key to prayer is to observe where you are and express honestly how you feel and what you need. Make a clear intention for your prayer and realize that prayer is only one part of the dialogue. So if prayer is the part of the dialogue that reaches out to God, we need to be honest. We need to really say, this is how I feel. This is how I see it. This this is how I'm experiencing this, even though it may be incorrect or wrong, but this is where I am. That honest um, exchange is the first step in being able to get your prayers answered, believe it or not. Your willingness to receive the other part of the dialogue is also essential. So we say the prayer once we're done saying what we need, there's more. So keep in mind the answer from the divine is an energetic answer, not always returned to you in the same language that you are speaking. Your language could be based in fear or pain or anger, but the divine's language is always love. So a hurting heart doesn't always perceive the language of love. Love Maybe a new paradigm for you, a new language, a new sense of feeling. So be ready to learn a new language and be willing to receive some inner healing and mindset adjustments. If, you're, if those prayers are going to get answered, you might not, you might have to take a little humble pie and sit down and let yourself shift to receive what Source has to give you. The best you can do is to live into the answer. Put your expectations aside and take baby steps toward the truths that are right beyond you at this moment. Because prayer sometimes does say, I'm, I don't have everything that I need. I am at a loss with this. I don't know how to connect with this, this pain, this healing. My friend who is suffering is just not something I can do anything about. So now I'm going to open up to a higher power. So um, when the higher power comes back to us in very subtle, subtle ways, it's about giving ourselves the the growth and the grace to receive that mindset change so that we could get the answer we really need and understand the answer that we're really looking for. You can um, use prayer to access conscious entrance into the Akashic realm and its hall of records and wisdom to explore your soul and your high, higher gifts. It's a mouthful. So what am I talking about? The Akashic realm is the, just the, the house of your soul, where your soul is in all the big thoughts and all of the, the lots of information from the soul and what you, you know, what your soul has is meaning for your life right now. So you could use prayer to get to that place. But right now, during this part of your journey, it's time to look at prayer in your, in your own life. What is your story? How do you speak to a higher power? How do you speak to the divine, your creator? How do you even picture the divine? If, if you say a prayer... Who are you talking to? Do you even um, have an awareness of that? You don't have to define who who God is. We don't have to put a name onto source or the higher power. We simply need to be willing to, take, to just take a peek into. So who is it that I'm connecting to? Because there is a higher power there connecting right back to you. So here's my story um, for my prayer. Um and how I developed a relationship with prayer. So as I talk and tell you a little bit about my stuff, I just review your, just let it compare it to your own self and what you're doing and how do you feel connected to the divine? And um, do you sense that your prayers are answered or do you feel your prayers fall into a void with no response back? 
So throughout my life, I've learned and implemented many styles of prayer. I've used the ritual prayers, like I said before, the Hail Mary, the Our Father, the Gloria, the Rosary, because I'm from a Catholic background. As my life progressed, I practiced the Buddhist mantras, and I, I love doing those. Oh, my gosh, they really touched my heart. If you have never done a mantra, go on YouTube and find a mantra and say one, and say one for like three or four or five days and see what happens. It's, it's phenomenal. And I've prayed in tongues in the Catholic charismatic um, situation there when I was quite young. Um, if you And uh, that's a topic for another time. But I've also ad-libbed prayers for special needs. Reaching out to a higher power in a moment of need is a valid and accepted by our soul and our creator. We are heard. Sometimes we hear people say, uh, you shouldn't say those bad things because you're only attracting more bad things. But that's the truth of it is in prayer. We're connecting to a higher power. We're revealing our soul. If you ever heard the English version of Ave Maria, um, that that song is about is is this poor person, this I am a, I am a person in need. Please come to me, Holy Mother. And um, so when I come back, well, uh, just I'll give you some more of my personal story. So we're going to go on a break. And so what people are saying about working with me is that they feel more at peace after um, our sessions. I, I, uh, they feel that they can express their grief and come to another place. And they often feel stronger about the decisions or the thoughts that they're having. They feel more empowered. And um, as they feel more empowered, they, they feel like uh, life is a little easier to live. So you can um, go to angelscapes.net to make a session with me or email me, nancy at angelscapes.net, to request a free 15-minute consult. So, here we are. This is Angelscapes, and I'm your host, Nancy Smith. We are on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'll be right back. Master of words, powerful player. What life-changing words can Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield pull out of her magical toolbox that just might mysteriously open a door you never knew was there? A door to free yourself from fear forever. Transform your rage into right action. Release your guilt. Position you into a life of freedom, purpose, passion, power, and peace. All quite suddenly, unexpectedly, and almost miraculously with no effort on your part. Join Dr. Janet every Monday at noon Eastern on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom on the BBM Global Network as she and her guests show you how words map our experiences, immersing you in a sound bath that relaxes your muscles, opens your mind, and supports you in co-creating your extraordinary life. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. 
And welcome back. This is Angelscapes, and I'm your host, Nancy Smith. We're going to take calls oh, in a few minutes. Um, so far, no one's called in, so take advantage. Give a call. The number is 866-451-1451. So I, I left you with, I was going to tell you the story of how my prayer process developed over the years. So I always prayed. I was raised to you got to say your prayers and mostly they were to get ready for a confession or to just really kind of clean out. I'm a bad person. Forgive me. And now I'm going to go fresh start. And, um, but as I had kids in the early mothering days, I changed up my prayer pattern to reflect my new lifestyle. And I prayed for help and I prayed for instruction to be a good, loving and responsive parent. I was terrified. I don't know anybody else who wasn't terrified being a new mom or dad, but I prayed, um, to be a loving, caring, responsive wife constantly asking for guidance in my marriage and I carried a sense of never doing a good enough job so I had this view of myself so um as I was married uh, my husband at the time was chronically unhappy which led to mercurial outbursts that often took me by surprise sometimes frightened me I was young and I had young kids and he would cycle between um weeks of drinking and coming home late from work followed by weeks of Sober, cold, hard, and angry. Um, and uh, I never knew what to handle it. And I pondered um, how I could make our lives better and happier. And I poured my heart out. How can I fix this? I would pray every night before I went to sleep. That was my prayer. And every day and every night, I also prayed, help me be better. Uh, I, I had a vision, uh, a, a mindset of, I have to fix this. And at some point in my young life, as a young mother, our, my marriage crossed a line and my prayers changed and I began to listen more closely for answers because I was kept asking and kept going around in the same um, gerbil um, hamster wheel and I, I prayed for a miracle and the answer I got back was that I was the miracle that it was up I was the one that needed to make the change and um I started to understand through my prayers that the change that I was looking for was not the change I thought I was looking for. So um, so we had the many days of anxiously waiting out. our kid, Me and the kids were waiting out his temper and outbursts. And during one of these sessions, um, my three-year-old uh, went to his dad's toolbox and pulled out a screwdriver. And as his father uh, moved towards me in, in his rage attack, my little guy lunged at him in an attempt to protect me. And my head blew up and my head absolutely blew up. And I said, I have to do something different and I don't know what to do. Um, we had gone too far and my son was the one who delivered the message. He was the answer to this prayer that I had been saying. So that day I changed my prayers once again. This is not working, I prayed. Help me God, let go of what isn't working every day. Dear God, show me one more step out of this mess. Show me for the kids' sake, show me for my sake, because I can't do this anymore. And I became to really understand what that message was, that I was the miracle for the change that needed to happen. So finally I got the message, and there, there was no more waiting for the right sign or the best time or my being at the best level of healing. I had to do what I had to do, and I had to do it then. I had to do it now. The healing would be in the doing. And that was uh, the, the biggest leap of faith that I ever took was to move forward to say um, I needed to do what I needed to do but in doing taking those actions I didn't trust that uh, my faith wavered in my ability to pray I didn't pray I didn't trust because 
I assumed I didn't get an answer to my prayers. Looking back, I did get the answer, which just wasn't what I wanted. But um, so here we are living as a single fam. I'm a single mom. Our family is falling into its little routines of daily living, going to school, doing chores and homework. And, and twice, um, twice a month, we can, you know, every other week, visitations with dad. And this meant that every other weekend I was alone which was really weird because I had never in all those years been apart from my kids and being apart from them was just so new and scary. And they returned home. Sometimes um, they were fine and sometimes they cried while I held them and sometimes they were sick. Sometimes they had bruises on them. And my anxiety just was absolutely through the roof as I continued to doubt my own decision. I wondered often out loud to God whether if I had stayed in the marriage, I would have been able to protect my kids better or something like that. So my prayers changed one more time. And um, I began to experience insomnia. I was waking up in the middle of the night in a full-blown panic attacks, feeling unable to breathe. My stomach ached. Hurt my, I was nauseous. My head hurt. And after nights and nights of this, I was so pooped. I wrapped, would wrap myself in a warm blanket, relax my body, and try to lull myself back to sleep. And I picked up a rosary, and I started to say the rosaries during my insomnia attacks, thinking, well, maybe I could just lull myself back into a relaxed state and fall asleep. And um, so one night, it was just four in the morning, wrapped myself with a blanket, trying to pray, and I just kind of went into this state of not sleeping but not being fully awake, and almost dozing but not quite dozing. And it was almost like this... This dream came, but it wasn't a dream. And it was this woman filled my my consciousness, my awareness. And it wasn't like one of those dreams that were far, far away. She was right there in front of me. I could almost touch her, but I could feel her in, in me. And she was very kind. She was warm, and she had a very, very loving presence. And she was kind of tall. She was hovering above me on a red dirt hill. It's very there were there was more than one red dirt hill, but one in particular. And she and I and I looked up at her. And I also felt her by my side and in my heart. And she had the strength and sternness about her. It's like I was kind of like, um, she was kind and loving and warm, but I was a little scared of her. And um, and she um, lifted her arm and gently reached into my nausea, my pain in my stomach. And she said, pray like this. And um, as she reached into my stomach, she seemed to blend with every thought and every emotion I was feeling. And she expressed my deepest pain and fear from the deepest part of my being. Every word she said was an honest and clear expression of exactly what I was feeling, what exactly what I was thinking and what I was afraid of. And she said, pray with me. And we prayed together that way for quite a while. And I felt like a miracle was taking place. And as we prayed, I felt a heavy burden was just lifting right up from my belly. And I felt a gentle light of hope and my lungs relaxed and I could just, I felt like I could breathe deep again. And there was more and she, and she took me to the hill and was standing um, on red, on this hill of red dirt. And she started to teach me something new and I'm going to come back um, and tell you more about this after the break. So, so hang in there. You can, again, access more information about me at Angelscapes and on my website, angelscapes.net. And you can also read more about this prayer work in my book, Divine Love Affair and Akashic Journey. It's on Amazon. So you're listening to Angelscapes with Nancy Smith on BBM Global Network. Also, tune in radio and iHeartRadio and Spotify. 
Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interests through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamreg01 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network, and Tune in radio. And welcome back. This is Angel Scapes, and I'm your host, Nancy Smith. And I left off at um, this beautiful woman praying with me in kind of a trance-like state that I was in from being exhausted. And um, as we prayed, I felt a heavy burden lift from my belly and my heart, and I felt a gentle light of hope. And my lungs relaxed, my stomach relaxed, my nausea went away. But there was more. So now that I was calm and now that I was peace, she took me to the hill she was standing on that was made of red dirt. Remember, there were two or three of them. And we were in a kind of a desert place. The growth on the hill was scrubby and small and spindly bushes mixed with patches of short, dry glass. grass, you know, not at all in New England landscape that I was used to seeing. So she walked me down the side of the red dirt hill from the dirt. She carved out the initials of my kids, and she handed them to me. And she told me, you came together with your husband to create these kids. You are now apart from your husband. He, You must still raise these children in partnership with their father. Do not run and do not doubt yourself. Do not raise your children in hate and fear. And do not lose yourself in your own pain and fear. Be strong and be present. Speak so you are heard. Listen with compassion. Divorce doesn't excuse your partnership as parents. Your father, the father of your kids is accountable for how he raises his children just as you are accountable for your part. And she handed me these carved dirt initials. She goes, I put these children in your care. Pray to me every day as I have taught you and I will help you. Be honest and accurate. Don't pray to appease me. Pray to show me your heart so that I may see you and love you and heal you. I will be with you and you will be with me. Our time um, ended when she finished talking and my eyes flew open. And I 
I could still feel every word that she had said to me. And I felt lighter. And for the first time, I felt at peace that I was where I needed to be. And all was well. So I could come. I think I even fell asleep after that. I just remember waking up and going, oh, my God, I feel so much better. And I never, ever forgot that amazing um, interaction. So secretly, I wished for help with straightening out my ex-husband in order to make life easier. I wanted him to be on the straight and narrow. I wanted to get his act together. But she told me straight up to work with what I had and to do the best I could. And she encouraged me to be strong, find my courage, and speak up. She made it clear to me I wasn't alone and told me to remember that. She called me out, and then she brought me healing, nurturing love. That's how you know, um, actually, when you are in talking to a higher source, they're telling you things that you hadn't thought of before. They were, they're bringing something new to you. So eventually, I talked to my uncle, who was a Marinist priest, and he had done uh, a lot of work in... Um, South America and Peru and Texas around um, Mother Mary, the Mary, the, um, the Marinist is Mary. And so they, they're, they're held, the priesthood, they're all um, around the Sacred Mother, all their work is around the Sacred Mother. And so um, he listened to my story with sincere interest. Uh, he, he got very um, emotional and he explained that I had experienced what he called an apparition. The Red Hill told him that it was Our Lady of Guadalupe who was helping me. And he sent me a book filled with pictures and the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And when I opened the book and saw the pictures, I recognized the red hill and the landscape of the area that we had walked together in, in my vision, in this apparition. And so that was a very a, amazing ver- validation of, of what I had just experienced. And I felt stunned and humbled, humbled and awestruck. So consider this. What would your prayer be if you prayed, prayed as the lady had instructed me to pray? Spend some time thinking about this. Visualize your sacred place and open your heart to, to the divine, or even if it's just your version of the divine, and allow yourself to pray from your deepest, most secret place inside and let yourself express clearly and accurately what is within you and trust that you are being heard. And let your words of prayer lighten your heart as you pray in your sacred place. I still, that story still touches me whenever I, I talk about it. So here's a visual that you can use. Um, prayer is the question and the meditation. Prayer is the question and meditation is, is the reply. So prayer is an exchange between you and God. You're asking for what you need and, and God, the source, is providing. So here's a visual for um, how to create the flow of prayer or how the prayer, the prayer flow can actually work for you. Um, because we do, once we say the prayer, we need to let it go. We need it. We need to let it go flowing towards, um, towards, um, source so that, so that sacred mother, father, whoever source, however you picture source can actually take this prayer into their hands, into their understanding. Cause sometimes we can pray and it just becomes a circle, a cycle of the story of pain and we don't let the prayer go to where it needs to go. So, I imagine that I'm standing uh, or sitting in the middle of a sunbeam of light. There's a pillar of light all around me, and that's my sacred space. That is also um, in the presence of a higher power. And as I'm standing in this beautiful light, I, it's like I breathe and I calm myself down. I get get myself calm. The, the, the more that I need, the more pain that I'm in, the more calm I have to get. And um, so there I am going into the calm. And then picture um, an infinity sign or a Mobius strip that's standing up. It's vertical. And 
that it's starting in your heart, goes all the way to heaven, comes back down, crosses over into your heart, goes all the way to the deepest part of the earth, and then comes back up. And so the, in this way, you're setting yourself up for the flow of the prayer. And so as you, um, so this Moby strip is going to heaven, it's going to earth, and you're the center of it. You're, And now as you are the center of it, I want you to imagine and make your intention clearly of what you want to ask for. And whatever it is that you're asking for, imagine and be honest, be truthful. Don't try to put icing on it. Just let it fly and let it go to heaven. And as it goes, comes up to heaven, it's received by the highest, the highest power. It's received by wisdom and it's given grace. The prayer is now given grace and it's adjusted to hear and know exactly what you, what you are needing. Your soul hears you and, and then it comes back down. Um, but it comes down the back of you and then comes enters into your heart from the back because we receive from the back. We give from the front. We receive from the back. And then it flows down from your heart. Don't hold on to it. Just watch it go in your imagination and let it go all the way down into the earth because now it's the prayer is vibrating in a different place. It's It's been given grace by God. So, it's, so now it goes down into the earth and it vibrates out and says, Here's what she needs. Here's what he needs. And these are the resources that need to come to this person to help them get create what it is they need to create in their lives because we have to do the work. So then that energy comes back up from earth, up from our backs, and comes into our heart again from below, and then it goes back up to heaven. And um, I want you to imagine yourself going to get a little break, and I want you to imagine yourself with this um, infinity going through and around you. And then I'll tell you the next step. So this is Angelscapes. I'm your host, Nancy Smith. We are on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And we'll be back in a minute. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it mike zorick a three-time california state champion in greco roman wrestling at 114 pounds mike blind since birth was born in hartford connecticut he was a six-time national placer including two seconds two-thirds and two-fourths he also won the veterans folk style wrestling twice at 152 pounds in all these tournaments he was the only blind competitor 
Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. Welcome back. This is Angelscapes. I'm your host, Nancy Smith, and I'm going to finish telling you my story about um, being in that flow of grace when you're praying. And now remember your the prayer. What I'm teaching you to do, what I'm talking to you about is setting your intention, realizing what you're asking for, being aware of what you're asking for, for being honest, being open. I can't do this by myself. I need help by by something you could just go to your soul or go to a higher power, something that knows more than I do because your subconscious mind, it doesn't matter. We don't have to give it a, a religious name. Remember I said that? So what happens with this flow of prayer is it leaves our heart and goes to heaven we're letting our story go. We're letting our pain go, and we're, we're there's a there's it's like an act of faith, but an act of hope that there's and now we're not in that yucky cycle, stuck, sticky thing of this pain and this story. Oh my God! Instead, we're letting this pain and this story move, and and then it goes into um, in in its in its as we say it in a prayer, we offer it to God to be filled with grace. And when it's filled with grace, it, the flow moves back into our heart to begin to remind us that we are connected with a higher power and to maybe do a, a mindset change or an emotional set change to bring us healing, to bring us into a different kind of a balance with, each, with ourselves so that we can begin to consider what actions we could possibly take. You may not be consciously aware of this while it's happening, but if you allow yourself that flow, and I tell you some things I've had to pray about lots of times before the stickiness started to get smooth and I started to feel the grace and I started to feel the movement and then I started to see that I had more choices and more actions that I could take than I thought I had before. The flow is continuous. Just you say the prayer and it continues. The flow continues um, until the prayer is fully answered and fully realized. So again, this um, grace-filled prayer is now coming back to us, filling your heart, filling your body with healing, and now it's going out at the front of your heart again, going out and going down this time into, into the earth, which is the resource place. This sh- it's a shopping list of, of the things that you need. You may not know what to ask for, but you've asked Source to help you ask for what it is that you need, because I don't know what to ask for. Um, and then allow that sh- new shopping list to go down into the earth, and attract what it is that you need. Go down into the earth and it comes back up and it on our backs. And remember everything we receive through our backs energetically. And remember remember your hair standing on the back of your neck when you think something's coming my way. So it's coming up through your heart now and it's starting to educate you <clears throat> from a subconscious to now maybe trickling into a conscious level of what to look for that's going to answer this prayer. Because you have to do the work. We have to do the work. So we have, you're, you're now in the flow of life. You're in the flow of a grace-filled life. And <clears throat> don't have to have an answer right away. And the answer you think you want may not be the answer that you receive. And that's a good, that's a good thing because you have now shifted your mindset. You have now shifted that sense of lack to a sense of openness and receiving. And who knows what's going to come. It's going to be good, whatever comes 
after that. And so this is prayer that I'm talking to you about asking for something, asking for help with something, being stuck in something. But what if you want to pray for somebody or want you want to have somebody else have grace? Somebody else is struggling. And it's kind of the same way. But in this case, you feel how much you love that person and you imagine in your heart, you imagine in your imagination how happy this person could be if they weren't in this pain. And so you not so much focus on the cancer or the illness or the depression, but you focus on the joy, the flow and you and the grace. So as you imagine this person, same flow, going to heaven, being filled with grace, and then and then you are kind of sitting for them as the energy moves. So just imagine that that they're actually receiving new flow, a new new flow within their minds are now shifting and their bodies are now shifting because our our health is is embedded in what we think and, and our attitudes often, not all the time. Sometimes we just get sick because we get sick. And but but when we're in pain, we do need to do a mindset change. How do we move into a healing modality for ourselves? How do we take care of ourselves when we're not doing well? And it's this prayer that really can, this flow of energy that can really set your mind to a different place. And as you become more calm and allow yourself to even just imagine that you are being filled with grace as you struggle or as your loved one struggles is filled with grace, it gives you hope. Gives, and the story is no longer sticky. So it's like, oh, my God, did you hear so-and-so has such-and-such, and that's so their house burned down, this happened, oh, my God, it's so awful. And the story changes to grace. We want to change our stories to a state of grace that all can be mended, all can be well. We can grow, we can learn from this, and we could go to a better place from this because we have that talent and we have that grace with within us we can do this and um and as you pray uh, I, I just have to point out that and remind you that you also receive healing and a mindset adjustment to help you see in order to receive and take action kind of like dorothy the wizard of oz you you have all that you wanted and all that you desired all along it's just that you didn't remember that you had or you didn't see it so the flow reminds you of what you have where it is and how to use it and one simple prayer may have many layers of healing and perception changes in order for you to actively receive what it is that you're looking for. So again, um, meditation and prayer, quiet contemplation can elevate you to a different state of awareness. Deep creative efforts, listening to music or looking at art or nature can also elevate you into a different state of awareness. It's what I call being in the zone. And sometimes if we allow that energy to flow, it, it helps us to see stuff beauty, nature, balance, and it gets us into a, a zone or following the flow or what we may call divine inspiration. Uh, so as you pray, listen to music. Put yourself in a place of beauty and balance. Um, and after a prayer and a meditation, um, sometimes we receive the message um, later in an intuitive download because we're ready to receive it later when we're outside of the process of praying. Um but this, what we receive, to know that it's from source, it's way beyond our current life's understanding and reality. It changes our mind. That's how it's a validation of knowing that, that you are with spirit. You are with, with source. You are with your soul. And you are being heard. And the answer is coming in. So we're going to go on a break. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this uh, prayer stuff. And um, if you want to call in, uh, this is your last chance, 866 451 1451. And 
I'll talk to you uh, in a few minutes. You're listening to Age Escapes with Nancy Smith on BBM Global Network. Also, tune in radio and iHeartRadio and Spotify. Renaissance woman, trailblazer, maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe Tashandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC, a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C., Ms. Poulard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists, and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. And welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Angelscapes, and I am your host, Nancy Smith. We've been talking about soulful prayer for change. And I, I mean, we're at our last segment, and I just kind of want to say one or two more things before we um, we have to go. But we, we are able to access the loving, healing presence of Source, of God, which I call the Akashic Energy. And we can... Re- receive this through intuition and emotions and and through our creative um, venues the akashic vibratory energy it also contains healing properties that we talked about earlier uh, relaxing your thoughts opening your heart with the intent of calming your body is the formula for opening up to this higher consciousness of healing and love from the universal mind from god from source or what i what i call the akashic field of energy so we often need a boost to get to that creative place. Uh, at first, a habit needs to be set into place. So if you want to, instead of waiting for the next emergency to say your prayer, maybe you could just set up a relationship and, and a practice, just like learning how to play an instrument. We are beginners and we need to learn how to play. And then we need to practice it until it becomes second nature. Once it becomes second nature, that's when that magic happens. The Akashic um, prayer that I have in my book, Divine Love Affair and Akashic Journey, is also a really good um, habit um, to build a magical habit or to build a prayerful habit. Um, I have to say, I had prayed long and hard for many years before my beautiful lady spoke to me. And were my prayers wasted? Did they go unanswered? No, of course not. I had been building up the capacity to trust, 
to desire connection and then finally let go enough to hear her spirit answer me. The ritual praying kept me in sacred space and helped me to remember where I was going even when I felt so very lost. So ritually designed prayers can be like poetry. Words to set, set to a rhythm that help us remember to enter into a sacred place in our minds, in our hearts, and in our intention. And words said in prayer can also calm us. And this type of prayer may even help us drop our guard to the divine so that we're more apt to open our hearts and share what's hidden and the deepest within us. Um, when we're in a calm state, that's when our alpha waves, that's when our brain starts really working, when we're out of the fear and the calm state. And that's when we can really connect to source, our inner source and the source of spirit. So I wanted to just say to you guys, um, remember that take this pathway. This is a pathway to soul power living and relax and feel your emotions without judgment and feeling and acknowledge how you really, really feel. And that will lead you to feeling safe within yourself because you've accepted and loved yourself. And the how, how much we love ourselves is how much of God's love we're able to let into our lives. And that leads to creative thinking and living and making different kinds of choices, which leads, leads to a state of being which leads to connection to the flow and wisdom of your higher mind and your higher self. So, and that leads to trusting life and having a sense of well-being. So there's lots of ways you can connect to me. Uh, you can read more about Angelscapes and Nancy Smith at angelscapes.net. You could reach out to me through Facebook at Angelscapes or Nancy of Angelscapes. You can join my Facebook group, Soul Power Living, Tools to Create a Life You Want and Love. And if you're interested in booking a reading, go to angelscapes.net, schedule a reading. And if you would like to know more from me personally, email me, nancy at angelscapes.net for a free 15-minute consult and say you heard about this on the Angelscape show. So for now, I bid you discover your soul, find your power, and live a joy-filled and fulfilled life. This show is recorded and you can find it on the archives at Bold Brave Media under Angelscapes or under Tuesday Night Channel 100. Find Angelscapes on the podcast list on iHeartRadio. Good night. This has been Angelscapes with host Nancy Smith. Tune in each week as Nancy discusses ideas, tips, and lessons to help you open to receive divine love, joy, and soul power in your life. You can discover the powerful being you really are right here on Nancy Smith's Angelscapes. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. 